The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. He was near the end of his race. Paul, God's apostle, was in Rome. His ministry had led him to distant countries. There he had preached the gospel to countless people. His ministry had brought him suffering and pain. On more than one occasion, Paul had been arrested and imprisoned, beaten and whipped. He had even been shipwrecked. But his ministry had also brought him great joy. He had baptized entire families, seen the light in people's eyes when they heard the gospel message for the first time. He had made friendships that he would cherish for his entire life. And now Paul's ministry had led him here, to Rome. In the past couple years, Paul had been accused of riling up the Jews in Jerusalem. He was a public enemy. He had been arrested, imprisoned, and brought to court. And there he appealed his case to Caesar, the highest authority in the land. But until his court date, Paul was ordered to remain in a house in Rome under a guard at all times. His situation was grim. Paul saw death on the horizon, and so he decided to write a letter, one last letter. And he writes this letter to a young man named Timothy. Timothy was one of Paul's fellow pastors, a young, capable worker. He had accompanied Paul on his missionary travels. He had even helped Paul write some of his letters. And now Timothy was stationed in a city called Ephesus at a church that Paul had planted years before. While Paul was finishing his race, Timothy was still running his. And this letter to Timothy was special. Paul treated it as a last will and testament of sorts. You can imagine how important this letter would have been to the young pastor. This was the last correspondence between the two of them. Paul needed to tell Timothy everything he wanted to know after he was gone, things to help him in his ministry. And so, inspired by the Holy Spirit, Paul fills this letter with encouragements and reminders for Timothy as he worked for God in Ephesus. And it's in this last letter that we find a charge from Paul, a mission for Timothy. Preach the word. That was Timothy's task, to preach God's word. Timothy was to be ready at a moment's notice to share the gospel with anyone, whether it was convenient or inconvenient for him. He was to be always ready, like an athlete warming up on the sidelines, ready to jump into the game at any time. Timothy's job in Ephesus was to use God's word for a range of purposes, to rebuke people when they needed their sin to be pointed out, to encourage them with God's promises, to correct them when they needed to be brought back into the truth of God's word. That was Timothy's job in Ephesus. And it would not be an easy job. In Ephesus, 
there were false teachers. There was many good things going on in the church, the small church that Paul had planted. He praised them in his letter to them for their faith and love, but they were not without problems. There were these false teachers who were spreading lies, myths instead of scripture, and they posed a threat to this small church. They threatened to pull them away from the truth of God's word that Paul had taught them. And to make matters worse, some of the Ephesians were listening. They were only interested in hearing what their itching ears wanted to hear. You see, they didn't want to hear that they were sinners, that what they needed to do was to change their lives. And so they started listening to these teachers. They surrounded them with people who wouldn't point out their sin, people who would turn a blind eye to it. That's what Timothy was up against in Ephesus. And so Paul warned him that people just wouldn't put up with what he had to say. And so you can imagine that the temptation for this young pastor with this hard task was to change his message, to water down the truth of God's word, to leave out the parts that were hard to swallow, the parts that demanded people to change their sinful ways. Because to be popular and successful in Ephesus, Timothy needed to tell them what they wanted to hear, that their sin was okay, that they didn't need to change. That's what would make Timothy successful. Because what would happen if Timothy didn't tell them what they wanted to hear? What if he faithfully preached the word like Paul told him to? What if he was ready to share it at any time, but no one wanted to listen? They could easily go to the next teacher to find what they wanted to hear. And what if Timothy was faithful in his mission, but it, what if it cost him? What if it cost his credibility with the Ephesians or his ministry? What if it cost Timothy his life? How necessary was it for Timothy to preach the word? You know, the Ephesians were known for listening to teachers who would only tell them what their itching ears wanted to hear. But in his last letter, Paul wasn't just passing on another myth to Timothy. This wasn't just an empty message, a feel-good message that people wanted to hear. This, this was God's word. This was the one thing that the Ephesians needed to hear. Theologian Chad Bird remarked, part of being a Christian is showing the world where the soul's itch can be scratched, because scratch it they will, with one thing or another, to no avail. And his point is that in every soul, there's an itch, a yearning, a wanting, a deep desire. And try as people might to scratch that itch, without Jesus, it just won't work. More money won't make you happier because you'll just look for more. A bigger house won't make you feel fulfilled. You'll just start thinking about the next upgrade. And a wrong relationship won't complete you. It'll just make you feel empty. But our job as Christians is to show the world where the soul's itch can be scratched to show them that they can find that in one place, where they can find real fulfillment, true love, and the best life. It's only found in one place, 
the truth that we are reconciled to God through his son. You know, we live in a modern day Ephesus. It's a place where people have itching souls. It's a place where people can find limitless information to tell them what their itching ears want to hear. And so maybe people will try and scratch the soul's itch with things that make them happy, like worldly success and wealth. Maybe they'll surround themselves with people who won't point out their sin, like the Ephesians did. That might be what we're up against. And maybe it'll work for a while. But below the surface, the soul is still itching. And dear friends, we have the one thing that can scratch it. The world needs to hear the good news. God's word is God-breathed. It's his very words. It is useful for teaching, correcting, training, and rebuking. Everything that Timothy needed it to do in Ephesus. So Timothy didn't need to change his message. And neither do we. In his last letter, Paul told Timothy to be a herald. Now, in the Middle Ages, a herald was given a special task. Equipped with a message from the king, they were to go throughout the whole kingdom and make sure everyone had heard what the king had to say. And that's what we've been given. A message from the king. The world needs to hear it. And it's our job to announce it to everyone. But that doesn't mean it'll always be easy. You know, this kingdom that we're going out into, it, it's a kingdom where if you say something that people disagree with, you can lose your audience and your credibility. And that can make us afraid. What if I don't have the right gifts? What if I'm judged or rejected for sharing Jesus' love? What then? What if I'm timid, like Timothy was, when it came to sharing the message? But that's when we can look to our Savior. When doubt enters your mind, as I'm sure it did for Timothy, we can remember Jesus' perfect ministry. Our Savior went from town to town, sharing the good news. He made sure everyone heard it, both the rich and the poor, the tax collector and the leper, He proclaimed the king's message. He fulfilled his mission, even when it took him to the cross for you and for me. He obeyed God's commands to the letter. And so when you look at the kingdom that we've been asked to share the message in and you feel unequipped, remember Jesus' love that drove him from town to town Remember you've been given a mighty message that is powerful. It completely equips you for the task ahead. So where will you proclaim the message? If you're a father or mother, share the love of Jesus in your house. If you're at work, let the light of Jesus shine through you so that others might praise your father. Invite people to come to church with us. Be ready like Timothy to share God's word at any moment. Be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have in Jesus. Proclaim it. Don't whisper it. Even if you just tell one person, Jesus can work through that message to create faith, to lay hold of their heart. 
Let them know that they are forgiven. Let them know that they have a God who loves them, who wants them to know what he's done. Now, as Timothy took up his mission in Ephesus, I'm sure the young pastor saw a hard task before him. His work was not easy. The road would be long. And as you and I look at the mission God's given us, I'm sure you have doubts. And as we take up this mission, remember that we're going into a world that may not always want to hear the message. And in fact, it might feel like no one's listening at times. But remember what we've been given. The mighty word. It is powerful and effective. And it completely equips you for the task ahead. And as you share the word with those around you, remember what we've been given. It's what Paul needed to pass on to Timothy. It's what drove Jesus from town to town, sharing the good news. It's the one thing that can scratch the soul's itch. It's a message from the King. Amen.